were sinners. So, Father, we thank you for loving us with unconditional love on tonight. And, God, because you loved us, God, we can love you. God, it's because of your love, God, that we can love others. So we just thank you, God, that no matter what people say, no matter what they do, no matter how they come against us, God, we can still show love in the midst of hate. So we honor you on tonight, God, and I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. We have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe, Miracle Temple, that God is going over this over and over again because of what's yet to come and what's already here. We've been talking about the world loving its own. And I don't know if y'all have been seeing a lot of that lately. I don't know about you, but I have. I have been seeing a lot of things going on even amongst Christians and how Christians are coming against Christians and how the world is hating Christians more and how when you begin to talk about Jesus, people don't want to hear it, even some people that's confessing Christ. Even the ones that have said that, you know, they know the Lord. Um, so God is really opening our eyes with, this, with this, these teachings because there is a time that's going to come that all of us have to be ready for, and it is the rapture. And by us being raptured up, we're not going to be in the midst of what's going to happen during the tribulation. But by these teachings going forth, which you're getting now, it's helping you for the here and now, but it's also going to help the ones that have been professing Christ, confessing Christ, but really they have not truly accepted Christ. And these teachings are going to come back to their remembrance that was taught about the world hating them and some of the things that they're going to go through while they're left here doing the tribulation. So do not take the word of God lightly because no matter where you are or who you're with, when you're in the word of God, the Holy Spirit will bring the word back to your remembrance to keep you. And you can be kept by the word if you want to be kept. The, the thing is, if you want to be kept by the word, the word will keep you. But the Holy Spirit, he is not going to force the word upon you. The, the Holy Spirit in situations become grieved because we turn our back on the word of God. We don't want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. And the reason why, the reason why is because some of us have already made up our mind that we're going to do what we want to do outside of what the word is telling us. Y'all, we are living in evil days. And the days that's yet to come is going to be worse than what you're seeing now. So we have to prepare our hearts. We have to be ready for what's yet to come. So God is bringing you all of this to prepare you so it won't be an alarm to you when these things begin to happen. And some people are so alarmed because they have not been in the word. They have not prepared their heart um, concerning the word. So when someone come at you the wrong way, especially a person that you felt like that you could trust or a person that's been confessing Christ for years and they come at you the wrong way because you bring to their attention through the help of the Holy Spirit what the word is saying and they come at you wrongly and they begin to hate you 
And we know that the teachings that you've been getting, and some of y'all, even through these teachings, you have read this in the Bible. Do not get alarmed when somebody dislikes you without a cause. Do not get disalarmed. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Sometimes just you being in the midst of them and the glory of God shining upon you and you a light unto the world and you revealing God, guess what? They're going to be mad at you without a cause because who you are in him. Because when light come in the midst of darkness, that darkness began to show itself. And this is what was happening during Jesus' time. And he left us the word of God. He left us with a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. So let's go back to St. John, the 15th chapter. I'm going to start there again. And God had me to add a little bit more to it. St. John 15, beginning at verse 17. And the word reads, This is what I commanded you, that you love one another. And I believe Jesus is... um, Letting them know that love, we know that love covers what? A multitude of sin. So if we're walking in the love of God, there's nothing, y'all, that we cannot handle because we know about his love. Verse 18, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. So Jesus is letting us know the world is going to hate you. And the reason why the world is going to hate you because the world hated me before it hated you. And now that you're in me and you're living according to my word, the world is going to hate you. So do not be alarmed if you hate it on your job, if you hate it even in your family, if you hate it amongst your friends. They are going to hate you because of who you are. If you belong to the world, the world would treat you with affection and will love you as its own. So if you are in this world, and you're saved, you know you're in it, but you're not of it, and you're doing what the world does, the world is going to love you. But when you began to get into the word of God, and the word of God began to get into you, and you began to live according to the word, family is not going to like you. Your mate, your wife, or your husband may not like you. Your children may not like you. You're going to find a lot of people that you thought that cared about you does not care about you because you're not living the way they are living. I have heard this saying so many times, whomever you associate with is whom you become. If you are socializing with someone that's in the world and you hang with them 24-7, you're going to become just like they are. If you are socializing with them, and you're giving them truth, which is the word of God, either they're going to, you know, accept that truth or they're going to reject that truth. And if they reject that truth, they're going to reject you because you are the carrier of truth. Remember Sunday I was talking about there was no room for him in the end. There was no room for him. And God was saying, my people are not making room for me. He's talking about his people. We know, of course, that the world is not going to make room for him because they don't belong to him. They have not accepted him. But we, as his children, as saints, as sons and as daughters, we should not always make room for him because he's in us. He's a part of us. We should not be pushing him aside to go out and do other things. He should be first and foremost in our lives. We should be checking in with heaven. 
So the more you check in with your father, the more you're going to check out with everything else. And you're going to know that it's a real change. You're not trying to keep up with the world. You're not trying to do what the world does. You're doing what the word of God is telling you to do. And you are going to be hated. Because the more I grew up in the word of God, the more I got mature in the word of God, people start falling away from me without a cause. And in my mind, I was wondering, what have I done so wrong? I haven't said anything. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So why are people just hating me? And the Lord would take me back to the scripture and let me know. They hated me before they hated you. And now that you are part of me, you are going to be hated because that's what the world does. You're not a part of what they're doing. So they'll begin to talk against you and say, you too holy. You living way above what the word should tell you how to live because in today's society, people that are confessing Christ, they, they are doing um, worldly things still. They're still partying. They're still cussing. They're still drinking. They're still smoking. This is what the world does. And this is why he said that it's coming. It's going to be just like the days of Noah. When you go back and look at Noah and you see how they were living and Noah was preaching righteousness, he was preparing the ark for people to go into, but they didn't want to hear Noah. They thought he was a lonely tone. They thought he was out of his mind. They thought that he thought he was better than, than they were. So they didn't listen to Noah. So guess what? When Noah finished that ark, see, that was a long time of him building that ark. So God was giving them enough time to change their hearts, to change their way of living and doing, but they chose not to hear truth. So when it was time for them to go into that ark, God shut the door. And this is why we're in a time now, we always been in that time, and some people never saw that time because they were so dependent on what the world had to offer. Even when you were giving them the truth, they didn't want to hear it because they weren't ready to accept the truth. Everybody is not going to accept this good news concerning Christ. You're going to find some people rejecting, but you have to know that you are delivering the good news concerning Christ. And as you do your part, then you don't have to worry about who is or who ain't. You did what the word of God is telling you to do. So the most important thing that you have to understand is you got, you're going to be hated. And Jesus wants them to know this because he don't want them to, you know, feel as if, you know, everything is their fault. He's letting them know this is why you're hated. He's letting them know in advance. So when we look at verse 20, it says, it says, remember that I told you a servant is not greater than his master. It's not superior to him. If they persecuted me, they would persecute you. If they kept my word and obey my teachings, they will also keep and obey yours. So we see here that Jesus was letting them know he said that a servant is not above his master, not greater than his master. So what he was talking about here, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So whatever is going on with me, it's going to go on with you. That's what that means. And then verse 22, 21, but they will do all this to you, inflict all this suffering on you because of, your bear, because of you bearing my name and on my account. For they do not know or understand the one who sent me. If I have not come and spoken to them, they will not be guilty of sin, would be blameless, but now they have no excuse for their sin. So see, this is what happens. People that are living in the world, they think that they're okay. 
They think that they're living a, a life that's okay. This is why we have to bring truth. We have to bring the good news concerning Christ so they, they can know just because you have money, just because you in good health, just because you're doing okay on your job, just because your family is okay, your friends is okay, you are not, you are not okay. That's what the um, gospel brings. It, it brings them a life that they don't have because actually they're walking around dead and don't even realize it. And the only way they're going to realize it is when we bring life that God has given us. He said, my words, they are spirit. And they are life. If we don't present God's word to them, they will never receive this life. And that life is eternal life. God does not want anybody to be lost. He wants everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth. He said, I don't want nobody to be lost. If we are born again and we're serving him, we shouldn't want nobody to be lost. We should be waking up every morning and saying, God, here, I, here, here am I. You have given me the great commission. God, with the help of the Holy Spirit, help me to minister to someone today that is lost, that will receive you as their Lord and as their Savior. God don't want nobody to be lost. We shouldn't want nobody to be lost. This is why I have been teaching on for a long time before COVID-19 appeared. 911, what's your emergency? Lost souls. And I'm going to have T-shirts on that, what I've been teaching, because people see T-shirts. They see what you have on. And when they see that 911, what's your emergency? We're saying lost souls. That's the emergency. And when I'm saying that, COVID-19 is marked out because the emergency is the lost souls. And people are so focused on COVID-19, they're not looking at people are dying around them daily they're already dead and they're walking as dead men and women and don't know it and it's our jobs to present this good news concerning christ concerning the anointed one concerning the messiah concerning what he's already done on our behalf it's already done so only thing we have to do is give them what god has already done on their behalf and the best gift that they can receive is jesus because Jesus holds the key to everything that they need that the Father has. And if we don't offer that key, people are going to think that they're okay. This is why we got people out here that are so twisted that are thinking, okay, I have accepted him. But when you truly accept him, your life change. Even before you get into the word of God, because you have truly accepted him with your whole heart, you're not going to want to do the same thing. You're not going to want to hang around the same people. Even though your mind is still unrenewed, you have a pulling on the inside of you. You have an unction on the inside of you. And you're saying, no, I can't, I can't do that no more. No, I don't want that no more. When you truly make up your mind to do something, you will do it. Because that is proven. How many know when a doctor tell you, if you don't quit doing a certain thing, this is what's going to happen. All of a sudden, it's like a light bulb come on. I want to live. I don't want to die. You cut stuff cold turkey. No questions asked. You have a great physician that has given us the words of life. And we look at him like what he's saying is nothing. But when man says something, we bow down to man and we want to make sure we're following what man is saying 
from beginning to the end. And even when we don't understand it, we call back. We call back. And even when we feel like it's not working like it should, we make another appointment because we want to understand this is what you said. So I need for you to help me because it's not working. Then they say, well, you know what? I'm going to add something to it. So they add it to it and you take it with no fussing, no nothing. And by the way, you don't even check to see what's behind what you're taking and, and if, if there's any side effects. You just take it because man say take it. That's what we do. But when God is giving you his word that brings life and it's a guarantee, what do we do? We push it aside. That's why God is telling us we push him aside. We don't make room for him, but we make room for everything else. We on time with everything else that man say, this is what you have to do to make it work. Anybody that want to lose weight, anybody that want to build muscle, anybody that want to do anything, you follow the plan and you don't get off of it. Is that true? We follow through. We make sure that we do it exactly like somebody is saying because they are presenting well. We want to look like they look, and they're looking that way because they're doing this. If you get into this word, the Bible said bodily exercise profit you. But what do we do? We take the things of the world most seriously. Then we take what the word of God is saying. We cry out to God because our best friend don't want to have nothing else to do with us. We cry out and we really toss and turn all night because they're saying they don't want to hang with us no more. If we know what we have been taught, we will understand this is why they don't want to hang with me. But God, I'm not going to hate them. I'm going to love them. And God, I ask that you open their eyes so they can see, God, what you will have them to see. So they will begin to do what you will have them to do. I know it's not me I know it's the God that's living in me and I'm not changing to make them happy or to make them like me that's when you know that you're truly serving God because if you're still trying to bow down to folk y'all it won't work I um, was asking the Lord the other day so many things are popping up with so many people people are having problems all the way around people are having problems in marriages People are having problems with their children. People are having problems on their job. And I'm not lying, y'all. One day, every day is something that's going on with somebody. I mean, it's just popping up, popping up. Before one thing get over with, here's another thing popping up. So it was one situation I was saying, God, show me how to minister to this person because this person just don't allow you to minister to them in a way of listening. Because they feel like they know everything. But Lord, you got to help me because I really want to reach this person. Because I could feel the hurt and I could feel the pain that this person was having. And when you've been in the world so long, that becomes so much a part of you. You think it's normal so you can live that way. But when you are a spiritual being and you're in Christ, you know that's not the way nobody should live. God gave me so much compassion for this person I couldn't lay down and just not pray and and seek the Lord on their behalf. So as I did that, the Lord began to give me a dream. And when he gave me the dream concerning that person, and he told me what was going on in the household of that person, 
showed me everything in the house. And I said, okay, God, you're showing me what's going on, but now show me how do I minister this to this person. Y'all, this is no lie. When I began to open up to this person and I said, I want to tell you what the problem is. And they didn't come to me to ask me. I'm being obedient to God because I went to him on their behalf. When I began to minister to them according to what God showed me with their home, they say, you're right. That's exactly what they said. I said, that's not the end of it either. This is what, this is what God is saying too on these other issues. They said, that is right. What am I saying to you? When you trust God, when you dependent on him, when it comes to people, God will speak for you. He'll speak through you. And somebody that's mean as a rattlesnake will bow down to God. This is why we have to understand that you can reach anybody that need to be reached. If you have that compassion in your heart towards God's people, some people have more compassion for other things than people. They don't have people on their mind. They don't have lost souls on their mind. The only thing on their mind is me, myself, and I. And to follow Christ, you got to get rid of you. You got to lose sight of you. You got to lose sight of what you desire and what you want and say, God, here am I. I know you're going to take care of me, God. Because God, I'm taking care of what you would have me to take care of. And I know through taking care of what you want me to take care of, I'm going to be hated by people. So I ask you to strengthen me, God. Give me the strength I need to get through what's coming at me. That's why Jesus prayed. He said, don't take them out of the world. He said, don't take them out of this world. He was basically saying, God... It's evil in the world, but don't take them out of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Thy word is true. Because if he took everybody out of the world, guess what? Who would be here to minister? Who would be here to give the lost a chance to life? And I was talking to God today, and I began to ask God a question. And as I was asking him this question, I, I asked God, I said, God, I said, are you ever disappointed? I didn't, I didn't hear nothing at first. And I said, okay, God ain't saying nothing. But I said, God, are you ever disappointed? And the answer was yes. But then he stopped. And I said, okay, God, I remember in the Bible, when you were disappointed with your people, you just killed them dead. I said, you killed them dead. But then God began to answer me. He said, yes, I was disappointed. He said, that's why I gave grace and mercy. He said, I gave grace and mercy to everybody. He said, through my disappointment, grace and mercy came. He said, this is why when you hear in the Bible, when they're singing, the Lord is good and his mercy and do it forever. So he said when they kept saying that. It was because they knew I was a good God. Because I could have killed them. But because of my goodness. And because of my mercy. He said they are here. Not only them. But you. He said so that's what I want you to do. He said everybody. 
in this world, the majority of them, there's evil. He said, but if you don't give them my goodness and my mercy, if you don't give them my grace that I gave you, how would they know that I'm a good God? If you take the time and you talk with God, God will show you exactly who he is. This is why God say you can't treat everybody according to how they treat you. He said, because I gave you my goodness. I gave you my mercy. I gave you my loving kindness. And what I gave you, he said, I want you to give it to others. Because if I gave it to you, it is for you to give to others. And if you can't give it to them, you didn't accept what I gave you. And we got a lot of Christians down in folk when they do wrong, when they fall short in the area. We got people just talking about them. You should be farther along now. You shouldn't be doing that. But God gave them some grace just like he gave you. And it's our job to remind him not of what they're doing, but to remind them of the grace that was given to them. And if you remind them of the grace and you mind them of the goodness of God and the loving kindness, they will leave that alone. It is not our job to judge everybody. It is our job. If we're going to do it, we do it spiritually according to the word of God. The same God that forgave me. It's the same God that will forgive you. No matter what you do and no matter how hard it gets, God already forgave you for that. Let me tell you about his grace. Let me tell you about his mercy. Let me tell you about his loving kindness. Let me tell you how I thought that he forgot about me. But he didn't. Because I'm still living. I'm still living off his goodness. And guess what? He gave me new mercies every morning. He know I'm a mess up. Even in your sleep, you mess up. But because of his goodness, his mercy, his loving kindness, because of all of this, y'all, we're still here today. So it's time for us to grow up in him and mature in him and say, Lord, I want to help someone because someone had to help me. We're all helpers of one another. It ain't no um, this one above this one or all of this stuff. It's doing what God has called you to do without knocking someone else aside, making yourself look better. So we're still dealing with being hated by man because of him. And then God began to show me more. After he began to talk to them and John, and he was saying because he bought the word of God, this is why he was hated. Because see, when you began to bring out truth, People are going to hate you because of truth. They ain't going to like you no more. But then he went into St. John 16, verses 1 through verse 4. I'm reading out this expanded. Listen what he said. I have told you these things to keep you from giving up. Isn't he a good God? Stumbling, falling away, going astray. He knew that because of the world hating us. That we will fall, we will stumble, we will give up because we've been hated so much. He said, but I'm telling you this to make you aware of what's going to happen so you won't give up, where you won't fall astray. He said, people will put you out of, ban you from their synagogues. Y'all, is this not happening? Yes, the time and hour, he said, is coming when those who kill you 
will think they're offering service, worship to God. They will do this because they have not known the Father and they have not known me. I have told you these things now so that when the time, the hour, the time of persecution comes, you will remember that I warned, told you about them. I did not tell you these things that they would experience persecution at from the beginning because I was with you then. So Jesus was saying, I didn't tell you these things when I was with you from the beginning. So he's letting them know he's getting ready to go. He says, so I'm going to tell you what's getting ready to happen. He was forewarning them. What is he doing to you guys now? He's forewarning you. It's not like when these things come that you have not been warned, that you have not been told these things. So we have to watch as well as pray because it's things that's coming upon this land, y'all, and I'm going to say it again. Man cannot save you. God has already saved you through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you wait no man to do it, it will not happen. So then he gave me this in 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. He said, indeed, in fact, everyone who wants to live as God desires in a godly manner in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That's a promise. Everyone who wants to live as God desires in a godly manner in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I had someone to tell me one time, and this was a little person. <laughs> you know, even if someone don't belong to our family, they belong to God. So we can't walk by children because they're not our grandchildren, because they're not our children, because they're not a relative. We cannot walk by them and bypass them and watch them do things that are wrong without bringing correction. Just because you're not their mother, just because you're not their daddy or relative, you cannot let a child be lost. Because when they get a certain age, they know. So I was talking to a child and talking about music. This child said, nobody don't want to listen to everything you listen to all the time. So I know through that child, they heard it somewhere else. I couldn't get mad at that child. But I had to come back with why. It's not good. Because see, children will remember. Whatever you tell them, they will remember what you're telling them. Sitting in this office over here in the corner, I was witnessing to a young girl, and she was maybe 16 or 17, and I did get permission from her parents. And the reason why I did it, because this young girl was telling me a lot of stuff that she wasn't even telling her parents. And this is what she said. She said, for some reason... I can just sit in front of you and just open up the, with you and knowing I'm safe. And I can tell you how I feel because I know you're not going to come at me any kind of way. I said, baby, regardless of that, those are still your parents. See, I'm not going to talk any children against their parents. You know, no matter what the situation is, I want them to still know you got to honor your mother and father. Because your days won't be long upon this earth when you don't. I mean, she was going from A to Z with things that was happening in her life, her young life, 
Some things you would think that adults would face, she was facing herself. So I would minister out of the love of Christ. I wouldn't condemn her. I wouldn't try to beat her over the head with the word. I only spoke what God would have me to speak. And through talking to her, she was getting through not committing suicide. What am I saying, y'all? You have to be in the word of God and you have to be led by the Holy Spirit in order to minister to anyone. You can't just minister to them to say you done something. You have to minister to them according to what the word of God has to say, not according to gossip, according to trying to get in somebody's business, but it's according to what God want to say to that individual. And guess what? The more you minister to that person, the more the enemy is going to bring hate, even through the parents, even through other people that are around you. Why? Because that light is coming in and exposing the darkness and the enemy does not want that to happen. So we have to take the word of God for what it is. So God is preparing us for a reason. Evidently, there is something that's coming that we're not aware of that God is saying, I want you to know you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be hated. But no, it's because of who you are and it's because of the word of God that you're carrying. You are part of the kingdom of God. Let me give you these scriptures that will verify also that in Acts 5 verse 12 through 18 this is what was going on y'all know it started in Acts 3 when Peter um, began to minister to the lame man and when he ministered to that lame man we know that that lame man began to walk they left him at that gate and he began to walk and it stirred up a lot from that but Peter began to minister the word of God, the word of life. In Acts 5.12, it says, expanded, the apostles did many signs, miracles, wonders among the people, and they would all meet together on Solomon's porch. None of the others dared to join them, but, but or even though all the people respected, praised, highly regarded them. Did you see this? It was signs, it was wonders, it was things going on with those apostles because of the word. See, the word is going to bring life. It said none of the others dared to join them, but all the people respected, praised, highly regarded them. They wouldn't join them. They wouldn't become a part of what they was coming a part of, but they respected them. This is what's happening today. You see people watching certain broadcasts. They watch it, but they ain't going to let certain people know they're watching it. They're praising God while they're watching it, but they ain't going to let people know what they're doing because they know people are against the ones that's really preaching truth. So they, they're going to hide. They're not going to say, I'm watching Miracle Temple or I'm watching this other, um, these other churches because wherever truth is, this, they know that truth is bringing forth healings, deliverances, and all of that. So they're going to watch, but they're not going to join in with them. So it says, 14, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to the group of believers. As a result, the people placed their sick on beds, cots, and mats in the streets, hoping that when Peter passed by, at least his shadow might fall on them. Crowds came from all the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those that were bothered, tormented by evil, unclean demons. And it says, spirits, and all of them were healed. Now in verse 17, listen at what this said. 
Remember, all this was taking place because of the word, right? When the word is spoken, it's going to bring life. Now, this is what's going to happen when it brings life. It says the high priest and all his friends, a group, a sect, a religious party called the Sadducees, became very jealous. And, um, you know, they were angry. They took, seized, arrested. Custody. These are the ones that, you know, try to, I guess, go by the law. But because the apostles was coming in here with the signs and the wonders and people were following them, they were jealous. They became angry, so they want to shut them down. This is what's happening now. Look at what the enemy is doing through COVID-19. The enemy want to shut the churches down because the churches that are preaching truth, that's bringing forth life, He's trying so hard to say, I want to shut him down. So this is what he does. He's a trickster. He will take somebody that tell him to show up at church that never showed up at church before to bring in COVID-19. This is why you have to know who you are now that you're in Christ. Because what the enemy means for harm, God will turn it around and he will make it for good. Because the ones that are truly preaching Christ... This is what happens when the enemy show up. And in verse 19, so they put them in jail. They put them in custody. That means I'm going to close you down so you won't be able to bring forth these signs and wonders. It said, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail, the prison, and led the apostles outside. The angel said, go stand in the temple, the courts, and tell the people. Everything, the full message, all the words about this new life. The devil cannot shut down the word. You're going to go through because of it. But he cannot shut it down. Because whatever he means for your harm, God's going to turn it around. He's going to make it for good. See, the enemy tried to shut their mouths. Who did he use? He used people. He used the ones that say they know Christ. The very ones that say that they're living a life for Christ will be the very ones that turn on you to say they are bringing so-and-so in the church. They need to be shot down. This is what the enemy does. But God's word cannot be shut down. Because God sent an angel and he opened the door of the prison. He said, I want you to go out and I want you to speak the words that brings life, that brings this new life. And look what God is doing. This is, we have to see God's love here, y'all. God still refuses for anybody to be lost. He knew it was some lost people amongst them. So God said, my word has to continue. So he opened the door of the prison for the word of God to continue. God does not want anybody to be lost. Even though these men were hated, they knew they were hated. They were locked up because they were hated. But guess what they did? They refused to come down. And God opened that door. God know all of our hearts up in here. And if your heart is truly towards the people of God, no matter what your family do, no matter what friends say, people say, no matter how they turn their backs on you, if you are for the kingdom... God is going to protect his citizens. And the very ones that's against you, guess what? They're going to need you in the long run. 
So don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't be alarmed if things are happening in your life. And it seems as if nobody want to be around you no more. It seems as if even in your household, you have become a stranger even to your husband, even to your wife, even to your children. Because now the enemy will have children to turn on on you. Your very own, the ones that you carried in your womb. But that's because of you standing up for what's right. As long as you stand up for what's right, guess what? You, darkness is going to pop up. Remember the words that Jesus was saying? He said when he began to speak truth, speak the word of God, that's when they begin to hate him. Why? Because when you speak truth, it's, sin is going to pop up. Wherever it's at, it's going to begin to pop up. So it is time for us, Clem, to rise up in the authority that God has given you in every opportunity that you get. Even if it's in the bathroom, you in one stall and they in another. You don't even have to see their face. But if the spirit of the living God rise up in you, just knock on the stall and say, hey, don't mean to alarm you. But the Lord wanted me to give you this word. I did not want you to leave out of here without having it. Now, I'm telling you to understand truth. So I want to leave you with this today. I don't have to see you. You don't have to see me. But I want you to know there is a risen Savior that has died for you. And God no longer wants you to stay in the state that you're in. God has come to deliver you on the day. This is the truth. COVID-19 should not stop nobody from ministering Christ. Because all of us are still out and about. We're still going places. We're still doing things. We're still talking to people on the jobs. People are lost sitting right in front of us and we know they're lost, but we back off from them because we're afraid that they're going to hurt our feelings. But you should care more about that lost soul because the Bible says those who win souls are wise. He don't want nobody lost, y'all. So it's no point of us gathering together and getting all of this. If we're not going to go out of these walls and use it, we cannot use it amongst us because we're supposed to be where we are. God is just bringing you in here to encourage you through the word of God so you can go out and you can encourage others so your light can shine before men so they can see the glory of God, which is in heaven. God said, I want to be glorified through you. God said, let me out of this box. Let people know that you serve a mighty God. It's not too late. Because some of y'all know some of those that are lost. So 911, what's our emergency? It is lost souls. So we need to rise up, y'all. And we need to start speaking. Christ, amen. God give you so, y'all, I'm going to tell you every day, every opportunity I get, I'm always decreeing and declaring over Miracle Temple what the Word of God says. I'm always commanding. And one thing that I do command, I command this. I said, I command, God, that we have favor today at Miracle Temple. And I command it because your Word tells me that favor surrounds us today like a shield. And we have favor with you And we have favor with man. And God, I give you glory for that favor on today. 
And I begin to command, God, I command the blessings of the Lord to come upon us today. Because you say the blessings of the Lord makes us rich, adds no sorrow to it. You have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places by Christ Jesus. And I begin to call them out. We're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the storehouse, blessed in the fruit of our womb, blessed coming in, blessed going out. Everything our hands touch is blessed. God, that's your word. So I can command this because I'm not going outside of your word. So I command it and I expect this on today. I command healing to our bodies today. Because you said in your word, by Jesus Christ, we were already healed. So healing comes to us right now. I know what belongs to me. So I command it right now. I don't have to wait on it. It's already mine. So when you know what's yours, you command it. And when you command it, you go on about your father's business because you know what your father has given you. I haven't seen a person in here. If your earthly father has given you a car, you ain't going to leave that car in his yard. He gave, he gave you those keys and said, come get the car. I'm going to get my car. That's how it should be with the word of God. And mentioning that favor, and the reason why I'm bringing that up, I'm going to close and let my husband give you a testimony on the favor. See, God backs up his word. Can you give him that testimony? Give him two. The first favor I got, um, I wanted to purchase a car cover for my car, right? So um, I went to the parts store. And they purchased it, and I put it on the counter, and the guy said, um, you come back tomorrow at a certain time, I can get it under my discount being an employee. And he said, um, do you need it today? And I kind of wanted it that day, and sometimes we want something, we want it right then. I said, well, I said, will it make a big difference I work till tomorrow? I said, yeah. I said, well, I'll wait till tomorrow then. <laughs> so when I went back to get it the other day, it was a $30 discount I got towards getting that car cover. And today, um, um, well, about a month or so ago, my neighbor was taking out his dog kennel. And I asked him, he wanted to sell it. I said, no, you can have it. So he took it apart. And I went and got it, but it's a commercial fence. So um, it had some parts that need to be replaced. I called Manny one day to try to find out what the location was. Anyway, I called the other week, and I told the man what I needed to fix my dog kennel. And I stressed out. I said, this is a commercial fence. It's not residential. He said, okay. So he gave me the um, prices, what the fence was and everything. And I wrote him up notes so I can remember so I went down there today at 2 o'clock like I was supposed to be and, and the lady said pull in the gate she come outside another guy come outside and the Holy Spirit told me to take some of the parts with you to make sure to give you the right one so I did that I got there and it was um, looking at the fence post and I said it doesn't look, like look like the size I got so to me it's like an angel pulled up in the truck this big guy got out the truck and said can I help y'all he over the whole yard I said, yeah, we can't get some um, fence, but I said, uh, but I'm looking for the commercial. He looks in. that's not commercial they fit to give you. That's residential. He said, commercial, going to cost five times more than what you want to get. I said, man, I said, my said, that was my budget, you know. So he said, let's pull over there where the commercial fence is. So he started loading on my trailer. Whole while I'm like, I ain't paying all that money this fence right here. So uh, he loaded on the trailer and everything. He said, oh. Well, we'll go see what she say. I said, well, I said, if it's five times as much, you can't give me a deal. I said, we might as well unload this fence. I'm not going to get it today. <laughs> I said, let's go inside and see what, what we can come up with. So we went inside. 
And the man said, you got a mask? I said, yes. Yeah. said, come on in and sit to my desk. I sat to the desk, and he was looking on the computer, and he was holding a conversation. We started talking about church, and he told me where he lived at, and I mentioned Brother Witnesses, and he said he knew them, and we just stopped talking about different things, you know, and he come back and said, I'm going to let you have what that guy quoted you for. I said, Lord, I thank you. Woo! Yep. I'm telling yep. you something, y'all. God's word does not, will not come back void. God will not be made ashamed of. We supposed to let our light shine before men so God can be glorified. Everybody serve the same God. So let's rise up, y'all, in such a time as this and let them know you are lost, but you don't have to be because God made a way for you to be found through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do we have any announcements before we close? Kwana? Amen. All right. Um, the deacons be dismissed and make sure to keep your social distancing and put on your mask if you're going to hold conversation. Amen. Which deacon is going to close us out? <laughs>